You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones. They fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you guys so much for being here right now. If you're listening, I appreciate you. This is Chris Spiracy. Welcome to another episode. I am your host, Chris X Matt, the one and only. There's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that's me. And that was corny, but that's cool. That's cool, y'all. I appreciate everybody for listening. I hope everyone's been enjoying the episodes. I appreciate all the guests. Shout out to everyone that's been coming through. Um, thank you for the clout. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Thank you guys for the clout. Um, thank you to Human Vibration. I appreciate you. Thank you to Murph. Thank you to TT90. Thank you to Maya. Thank you to Metal Rooster. Thank you to Foul Azul. Thank you to everybody that's been coming on Chris Piercy. Um, I had another, I have a, a thank you to uh, Ricardo Rich. I just dropped that last week. Go tap in with him if you need your credit repair, if you need to know about healing yourself with herbs and al- being alkaline with, uh, you know, he's certified in all those categories. Uh, his album just dropped, Go, Peach, uh, Go Peep Attractions. Amazing album. It's of substance. It's not low frequency music, it's high frequency music. So, you guys will enjoy it for the new times that's to come because we are going into a new world. You know, it's, it's, we're not going back, guys. We're not going back. Whatever 2019 was, whatever the last whatever years that you've been alive were, listen, we're not going back to that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And that's fine. That's fine. You got to adapt and you got to start getting information. You got to uh, get familiar with the uh, things that are going on. And you got to break out of the lie that's being told to you. Because we've just been being lied to our whole life. And it's okay to uh, not accept it at first, but you guys got to accept it at one point. And there's just too many coincidences out here to where this is just a coincidence. You know, I'm not, a, I don't believe in coincidences. Uh, but I do want to shout out the essential workers, man. Real talk, I'm an essential worker myself, and um, I guess that's, that's kind of corny to say, <laughs> to be honest, but yes, I do work at one of these big stores, you know, that's open, and they just, it's sad because, you know, they racking up. Business is booming for us, like, yo, everything's selling now, it's, it's no problem over here, and it's sad that small businesses have to shut down, and it's just unfortunate, it's very unfortunate, and um so I do want to shout out the essential workers because people are getting sick. You know, a lot where I work out, a lot of people are getting sick. I'm still standing. I'm cool. I'm good. You know, and I still don't wear a mask like that. They, they, you know, they look at me crazy. And I don't, I don't care, yo. Like if the members ain't in here, I'm not wearing no mask. Like relax. I'm over here working by myself. Stay over there. Don't, don't fuck with me then. Um, and it's just funny. It's funny how people are really uh getting sick and it's like, see, it is real. And it's like, cool. It is flu season though. It is cold season. Weather's changing and shit. Like you gonna get sick. But you're bouncing back in like three days when the media is making it seem like you're going to die. So at the same time, stuff ain't adding up and people don't even make that click. So I'm kind of just off all you guys. The sheep is out here really sheeping and it's crazy. It's so crazy and it's unfortunate. But shout out to essential workers because there's a lot of people are out of work and there's very few of us at work. And we got a lot of work and it's just crazy. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of annoying, but it is what it is. Um, and everyone's stop being scared. Stop going by. Stop buying toilet paper, yo. Like I know y'all still got some from when this when you guys got some in the beginning of the year. Like stop playing. Like you don't need no more toilet paper. You don't need no more water. You solid water maybe. I wouldn't water. You can still be getting. Yeah, you can never have too much water. You never know what can happen with water. But sitting in that plastic anyways ain't gonna do you any good. <laughs> so um, 
Shout out to everybody though that's listening. Shout out to the whole uh uh conspiracy community is growing. I see it growing. Um, I have another guest for you guys today. Uh, I just been killing y'all with guests. I told you guys in the beginning of the when I started this conspiracy stuff that it was just it was just gonna be me. It was just gonna be Chris X Mad and my thoughts and my opinions and how I see the world and everything. But then it got to a point where it's like I can't the stuff that I'm learning and I'm coming across, I can't have conversations with the average person. I can't just pull up at work or with my family or with certain friends and start talking about flat earth or start talking about um the psyops and how the covid is fake i can't I, you can't do that with certain people because they just it just don't click for them and you can always try to wake them up but they have to want to wake up they have to like kind of be intrigued and if they're not it can cause you know some just and i don't i just don't want to get into it people I'm, I'm over that um like i tell people i don't want to argue no more on twitter or instagram or none of that i podcast this is, this is where you can come and hear my views and my opinions on what's going on and I'm going to just have fun on Instagram and IG. I'm going to just laugh on there. I'm going to just tweet the funny stuff. I'm not going to keep it serious no more like that because y'all ain't even appreciative of none of this shit. So, I, yo, I just podcast. And we're going up for conspiracy. So, shout out to all the guests that are coming through. I have another guest for you. But like I said, I wasn't going to have any guests. And then it turned into me having guests because I'm having conversations with people about all of these conspiracies. And it's been amazing. And um, I decided I'm going to just keep a guest based. And eventually, Overly Blunt Podcast will come back, and that's when I have more fun with just, like, no guests and my crew and everything, my co-host, so that will be more enjoyable. And I got a lot of shit planned for the next year if uh, we still have Wi-Fi, you know. As long as we got Wi-Fi, I'm, I'm dropping shit, you know. So once they take that away, and once I get censored, I know I made it. So if I, when, when, when that time comes, you know, that's when I know I, I, I got something going. Uh, but uh, this guest today, yo, crazy. Uh, he hit me up. He said he wanted to come on here and talk about flat Earth. He wanted to talk about uh, synchronism. Uh, uh, I'm saying that so wrong. Uh, sorry, it was hard. It's so hard to pronounce that. Centrinism, I think. <laughs> and um, it's just it's that what Santos Menachi teaches, and it's it's uh, I've learned about it a little bit through him, and it's just very interesting. And I'm all for flat Earth because this shit ain't round, guys. If you think it's round, then you still stuck in the past, like, and it's funny, because I always dismiss Flat Earth, I never try to give it attention, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, that was like one conspiracy theory that I was kind of just like, I'm not going to give into that, because now I'm like, really going down the rabbit hole on that, and getting lost in in the, in the mix, and then you start following certain IG accounts, and they post certain con- content, it's like, yo, like, that does make sense, though, they start saying shit like, water doesn't bend, you know, it's called sea level, water levels out. I'm like, okay, that does make sense. And then it's like, okay, put water on a ball and spin it fast and see if it comes off. And then you do that and it's like, okay, it can't be that. And then you find out gravity's a, not proven. It's a, it's a, just a theory. So then it's like, okay, so something doesn't add up, you know, that's just me. Maybe y'all just been too indoctrinated where you guys can't get out of that like that, that, the whole, the way it's taught to us, the actual model by NASA, and um, I just, I started getting convinced, and I got on board, and I was like, yo, this shit really is flat, but at the end of the day, I didn't, I don't care if it's flat or round, like, to be honest, I still gotta go to work, you know, I'm still in the matrix, I still, <laughs> I still gotta do my shit, so I didn't, I don't really care, it didn't really affect me, it wasn't affecting me, like, this pedophilia shit that I was coming across at the, at the time, uh, but then, when you start realizing, it's a big deal that they're hiding this information from us because then you don't know your, where you where you truly come from. They don't know they don't you don't know how this should really work. You're not aware of the the Taurus fields. You're not aware aware of um, um, everything just being magnetic energy. Everything like 
like it's not gravity really. It's, you know, it, it just, they give you it's like they give you the truth and they hide it still with the lies. And it's so hard to decipher what they give you because they give you a lot of the truth, but they also give you a little bit of lies, and you can never really figure it out. And that's the whole point. So my guest today is really uh, we kind of chopped it up before before we started recording, before we got on the mic, and yeah, he kind of he blew my mind just what he, what he was gonna come with because he's he, you know he he claiming he claiming this shit's a square. <laughs> so I'm just like, yo, I'm intrigued. I'm let's, let's talk about it. Like let's he, let's 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 get into it. So um today on conspiracy, I got with me. I got with me my brother, uh, my brother Clay. How you doing, man? Yeah, hi. Good to see you, man. Um, well, they can't see us, but you can see me. Yeah, yeah, I can see you. Yeah. It's all yeah. good though. Nice to be here with you. I didn't want to give him video, man. I was like, nah, like, just listen to what we're talking about. You know, I think video is a distraction. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you for coming on, Conspiracy. I appreciate you. And um, you got some information for us. Yeah, talk about uh, so syncretism. Syncretism. Right? Yeah, so I'm Clyde Warren. Yeah, and um, talk about syncretism and the uh, flat Earth. And I do believe that it is a flat square, um, which is uh, really hard for people to grasp. Like you were saying earlier about it being hard for people to grasp that it's not a sphere. Well, when you try and tell them it's an infinite space, kind of like with what Pat Ma- Pac-Man's in or something, uh-huh. they really start to give you. A hard time about it, but uh, but the first I think thing that, there's a really good argument for it. The first and the first thing they say when you tell them it's flat is like, "Well, where's the edge? Where's the edge?" Exactly. And it's like, "Well, oh, relax." Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just the yeah. It's like, what? Okay. Do you? I have to concretely prove every aspect right. of a theory to you for you to believe it. I guess is the is the question. But then you tell them, "Show me the curve." That. You tell them, "Show me the curve," and they can't. They can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> It works both and they'll ways. Tell you, they'll tell you that, you know, you, well, you don't understand scale. We're too small to understand the scale. And then you present the math that is mainstream math of mm-hmm. the curvature math and how it doesn't add up and how, like, right now I'm, I can see for five miles, for example, or whatever. And I shouldn't ever be able to do that because of the curvature math. And then at that point, it's just kind of like, yeah, well, you just don't understand scale. And that's really kind of the stopping point. And I'm like, I, I think I do because I just presented math that, right. you know conveys scale so then they get um, mad you know there's interesting things like that where it, it, it can be hard to have a dialogue conversation surrounding it so i just don't understand why people don't want to have the conversation like like why is it so hard why do you think it's so hard for people to accept that it isn't what they've been taught um probably because this is like um so near and dear to everyone and that's why this was one of the first conspiracies that like i was into like mild ones during the 2016 election of like just kind of random things, the Clinton emails, those kind of stuff. I wouldn't even necessarily call those conspiracies in a way. But this was the one that really opened my eyes and I went deep into in the beginning because it was so important to me. And I think that's why. is because people believe they know without where they are. And and for the, for the most part, and intuitively, you do because you're an eternal being in this eternal space in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But, you know, when you don't when you've been tricked and you don't know where you are, like completely, you don't kind of have that alignment with your eternal self, if that makes sense. Then it gets really scary because you're like every everything that I've based my life on is really based upon where I'm at, like like in living wise. So like everything that we base our our life upon is the fact that we think we live on this ball. And so if you have to challenge that notion, then it makes you have to challenge so many other notions that you've built that that framework upon, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like in the Bible, you know, the wise man builds his house upon 
the rock and the foolish man builds his house upon the sand or something. The parable of that is just like the same thing is like, you know, this we've been deceived into building our house upon the sand. And so when you actually maybe get a grasp of that, it can be really daunting because all of a sudden you see that your foundation, what you should believe the most to be the most true it isn't anymore. And that, that can be really hard. So I think that's why there's a lot of pushback with this particular issue. Yeah. It's kind of like, like just restarting. You're basically re relearning everything, but it's not really relearning because certain stuff still applies. It's just like tweak. You Absolutely. have to tweak, tweak new, new methods and new alternatives to the stuff you already believe. If you can look at flat earth and believe flat earth, it'll make you realign and look at everything else in new ways. Yeah. Type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it, it, that gets scary because like, I can look at like, you know, pedophilia, human trafficking, and that's scary and daunting, but it doesn't make me question a whole bunch of other stuff about myself. Right. But if I've been basing things off of where I am, but that's not where I am, then I have to start questioning a bunch of other things about myself in a sense. So. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so I started with that um, by getting into uh, syncretism. And so syncretism is, you know, um, is kind of a branch off of the what's called the Prisca Theologia. And like you said, Santos Panacci is probably the most prolific syncretist in the world today. Correct. And the Prisca Theologia is the religion of procession, which is to say the grand processional cycle of the stars. So the religion of the stars, the religion of this world and the place that we're in. And syncretism is taking, um, taking that uh, notion. It doesn't have to be a religion. I'm just kind of using that as a word for understanding purposes. But Syncretism shows how a mathematics, language, religion, the world itself, everything is kind of conjoined into one atomic structure, and it's all based upon the toroidal and the atom, um, A-T-O-M, the atom, right? And, and so the atom is the, the, orig like the, of... the original, the first thing of creation, correct? Correct, yeah, because the Egyptians call uh, the creator a tomb which is A-T-U-M, wow. which is another word for Adam, right? Mm. And, you know, and so, and we have Adam and Eve, another creator of man, <laughs> if you will. Um, and all, and, and it just kind of, you know, Adam, madam, it just kind of spawns out from there and it just goes infinitely there. So, you know, that's why um, anatomy from the Adam, mm. you know, you also get um, anatomy is also wow. about Tommy, Tom, and and then you know you start to get into these kind of word plays and go to right. like tor toroidal and you kind of can go down and that's where syncretism the web if you will really starts kind of weaving weaving itself together of like little pieces of knowledge that kind of all can join together just like the jesus story all being about 12 disciples and the one the 12 signs and the one son Sonia. you know what i mean and and this combination that's that's the idea of syncretism yeah Twelve disciples and the one son. They say that they say thirteen's the number of the matrix. Correct. Yeah. Whoa. Some people. Some, some people. Well, certain people say that. I know those people. <laughs> <laughs> some. Of them. I did. I did remember you said you want to talk about that. I was like, damn. No, no. Let's not. I don't want to get into. No, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Some people. That's jokes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. All right. You, know. you heard it. You heard it in the voice. You heard it in the voice. It's all that needed to be said. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. Well, and I wouldn't disagree. You know, I'm not. It's not a disagreement. It's just. But it's yeah, true. Some it's people. A, yeah, <laughs> some people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. So going back to the 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 atom. Mm -hmm. Uh. Continue. 
Yeah, so, I mean, his basic presentation that's really great is if you have a piece of paper in front of you, mm-hmm. what you want to do is write down the word A-T-O-M, Adam, right? And then what you do is you break this down into the components um, of, of everything. Uh, sorry if you lost a little audio there. Um, and so what you do is you put the A to the side, and A-Ether is, uh, ether is spelled E-T-H-E-A-R, E-R, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But in, in uh, ancient text, it's with an A in the start, not an E. So e- yeah, we I spell Ether, E-T-H-E-R, and, but you actually put an A. So the A in the atom stands for the Ether. Ah. And the A is also a triangle, which is the Ether is basically like the Holy Trinity. Right. The mother, the father, the son, right? That's how you have a, a child. Or you have, you know, Jesus, Everything's the Holy Trinity. Spirit, and the Father. The Trinity, exactly. Yeah. So the ether, the Trinity, that's there, right? And then when we move to the T, we have the vertical line, which is the fire, lighting the fire, right? A male energy, directed energy, you know, new energy. Like and then you have the hor- horizontal line of the T, and that is the horizon line of the Earth, like in Libra. When the Libra sign has the horizon line in the Earth, so when you go to the ocean... You see a flat line across the horizon from which the sun rises and sets, right? And then for O, we have oxygen, right? And for M, we have maritime, merry, water. And M is like, yes, exactly. Oh, shit, bro. And, you know, the Scorpio sign as well is kind of like the M with the the tail, if you will, or whatever. And so, so we have all of the elements in play in the word atom. And so we have all five of them, right? So we have the fire, the earth, the oxygen, the mother. We also have a syncretic wheel in the circle of the oxygen, which stands for the zodiac wheel, which some people call the wheel of fortune in the tarot, you know, and those kinds of things. Am I losing you? Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when, and so Christ, and so you start in a tomb, A-T-O-M-B, and you end in, or uh, sorry, you start in a womb, excuse me, yeah. And you end in a tomb, and it's just all from you know dust to dust, if you will. It's all just kind of stardust, star children, and Christ. So the the T is in the center of the atom, the word atom, if you will. And Christ dies on the cross, cross. right? Yeah. And the T would be the cross. Well, so if we use that as the center point, and and Christ also says, you know, and, and I'm just going biblical here for to contextualize it. Um, but he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Well, let's look at the beginning and the end signs. The beginning sign is Aries, which, uh, you know, it has this, like, curved thing in a straight line. And the ending sign is Pisces, and it's got, like, two, you know, back-to-back parentheses, if you will. And so when we look at those, and then we compare them to the toroidal, which is what the atom is about, is the toroidal shape. If you draw those two signs out fully, they become two toroidals. If you like close their gaps and make them circles, mm-hmm. they become two, two toroidals. So he's saying in the beginning, this I am the toroidal in the beginning, and I am the toroidal in the end. Everything that's, that is encompassed within this is all me, all us, all everything. Infinite An infinite series of atoms, if you will. Yo, man. Because <laughs> it's, it's all in the language, it's all in the words. Like it really is right in our face. Because man, like yeah, ether, the A and the T, the cross, oxygen, maritime. Yo, man, they yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing how they do that. And um, 
anatomy, your anatomy. So literally talking about your body, right? Using the word, you know, Adam, Tommy, if you will, in a sense. And then you know. he kind of, he, I think Santos say something about, well, God is basically energy, right? Essentially, yeah. Can you like break that down a little bit? Um, well, yeah, just to say, so like if, if the, zo like, so when people talk about astrology and we keep, we'll keep it in that realm since I'm using that as the example of like God being infinity, if you will, mm -hmm. being the beginning and the end. Right. And so if people take astrology and we start on the spring solstice and tropical astrology with Aries and we go to Pisces and that kind of stuff. And what is the astrological energy? Well, it is the planets and the stars moving, but it's basically that their movement conveys energy towards us as beings in this in this space, right? And so um, when Christ is saying, I'm the beginning and the end, and everything that ha all that movement, that's all me. Mm, I, you know, I'm, yeah. that's all me, baby, like, yeah. you know, type of thing. Like, and so it's to say that, so if we're just keeping an astronomy with the astronomy, astrology, excuse me, and uh, aspect is just to say that, like, all of that energy movement, all of that directed energy is about, you know, God speaking or you, you speaking, you know, in that way. Because I do believe that we're all reflections of God and, you know, men are, uh, Im men are mortal gods and gods are immortal men. And the, the fact that we're kind of all one, but that we're all individual. And that's kind of what makes the grand tapestry it's as beautifully complex as it is. It's so complex, man. Because again, because when you when you start when you have to start on learning everything that you you're taught. So going even going back to like the 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 Earth stuff or the the flatter stuff, because um, you know people eventually you know it's hard for them to get just get off the sphere stuff. But to go from we live on a ball to now we live on a square, like <laughs> yeah. But you tie it in with with the uh, with this. Uh, how do you how do you say it? Synchronism. Synchronism. Uh, syncretism. Synchronism. I can't. Synch syncretism. So think syncret synchronicity. Syn the word synchronicity. Right. But with tism. Yeah. Syncretism. So it's basically the science of synchronicity that everything is synchronetically uh, conjoined. Right. Together. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, so break so break down break down how that ties into your theory of of living in a flat a flat earth flat, flat earth yeah. yeah and so moving to that is like if if this is the case and if all of this is connected and rooted then we're our existence is very purposeful very meaningful right it means that it would probably it would be created and um, if that's the case then we need to start looking at where we are where where were we created and what were we created for and so. When we look at the narrative of the mainstream, if you will, it's a you know the Big Bang, you know millions and millions of years. You're yeah. on a ball that has uh, three separate and more, but three separate distinct motions as it's traveling through the vastness of space and nothingness. And basically, that like if this ball got destroyed by an alien craft or something, that it wouldn't even matter to the universe. Right? right. Well, when you kind of come to the understanding with the syncretism, it's like, no, like if if this was destroyed, nothing would exist. Right. The only thing everything the only reason everything exists is because it's it's here. We're here. Mm -hmm. You know? And so we could just be back to nothingness and source and zero energy, if you will. And but you know, that that would be but it's not like we're just meaningless in the vastness of space. And so that was kind of an idea that stuck with me. And then I started kind of looking at, at the things like you say, like, 
uh, water always finding its level. That was like one of the hugest ones for me because I'm like, well, how do they make a level? They have an air bubble in water in a little, you know, in a ruler. And then you set the ruler on it. It's just water in an air bubble. That's it. And that's what determines. So they're literally using the water to show you how to make level. No building, no building builder has ever accounted for the curvature of the earth in their building. Even Elon Musk's large facility that's like over a mile long or something, they didn't have to account for any type of curvature. So like, what's, what's that about, you know, and then people, um, and so I, you know, and then if I have a spray can in my hand, like a a spray paint can or something, and I, and I uh, break that spray can open, it's going to, the air pressure system that's within that spray can is going to equalize with as much as it can the air pressure system that's around me. Mm-hmm. And so with us in the vacuum of space, as it's supposed to be, if we break that seal and went to the moon, you know what I mean? Then we've broken the air pressure system and those two air pressure systems would equalize. And if the space is really th- that vast with that big of a vacuum, then we should have no air, right? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. nobody really left. Mm. Um, and so it was principles like that that led me more to you know, investigating further into the flat earth. And I eventually went to the azimuthal uh, equidistant projection, the AE map, which is the most common flat earth one. It's the one when you Google flat earth, that will be the thing that comes up. And it's the ice ring. Exactly. Yeah. The ice ring around. Um, And after, and I, you know, I was there for quite a while and believed that that was as true as it got. And then I found out that there were, I, kept doing more and more research and talking to people and learning from people and learning other people's research, you know, and a lot of this is not my own work, you know, in that sense of like, there's a lot of just looking and understanding and learning from other people. Um, and, but it has, it has, uh, flaws that can't be proven just like the globe has the flaws that you can't prove with science. Same thing with that model as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was, a, a, and so then I went to, uh, eventually have now moved on to Darren Nesbitt. He's from Australia. Um, and his channel on YouTube is Daz Nez, uh, D-A-Z-N-E-Z, um, two words. And his renditional model of what's called the flat square. Um, and he used, and we can get really like into that as we kind of, as I envelop that, but he uses a lot of really true principles um, to, to establish this kind of understanding about what this energetic world could be. Because honestly, the shape of it does matter, but the reality is, is like the energy that's around us uh, peripherally uh, from not only the stars and that kind of stuff, but just like energy fields that we can't see um, are more indicative of the shape of uh, holding the toroidal structure than the actual physical space. The physical, like they say, the world is a stage. Right. The physical space is just the place where the projection is happening. It's like the center of all the energy, and then the energy just kind of keeps expanding and, and growing, you know? And with the flat square, it's a lot easier to imagine that it's our reality is paralleled below us uh, of an equal balance with like a, an inverse reality below us in a sense of, you know, as far as the atom always has uh, electrons and uh, neut- uh, neutrons, electrons, and protons. And so like our reality might be proton and the other one might be electron and then the neutron's kind of in the middle, but the toroidal is all contributing to the atom and it's all just kind of working, you know? That's a little bit harder to explain, although 
probably some people are a bit confused at this. No, nah, who but, cares? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, damn. Yeah, so one of the problems with the, the flat uh, circular model, the AE uh, projection, is that the if, if that was the case, the ice wall would have to be like 60,000 miles or something to cover that amount of distance and hold all that water in, right? And, um, you know, not only is that kind of a ludicrous idea, um, you know, to, as an ice wall and that kind of stuff, but people have um, gone around the whole of Antarctica in one season in about three months and other people have kayaked it or this or that, like, you know, different things. I, I, there was, I think there was like a famous sailor, sailor who did it and stuff, but you know, we, these are easily verified that thought, people who have nothing to do with flat earth have, have done, you know, research experiments and been able to go around Antarctica. And they wouldn't be able to do that if it was that large. How, I thought they weren't able to go to uh, past a certain point. Um, I think, like, as far as what I'm trying to say is they were in the ocean the whole time. And oh, okay, around okay. The edge of okay, 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 okay. Doing marine research rather than the inside. And it's hard to speculate because I know people are about hollow earth and um, those kinds of theories. And I don't want to deny that. I've looked into that. But this is where I'm at with this is what I can I can grasp onto and say this seems more accurate than going into those. And then those are fun places to be, but I'm just... I don't advocate it for because I can't really verify the truth of it. But with this flat square, I can verify a lot of the principles of truth that are surrounding it because I can observe and, and verify them. It's observable reality, if you will. Please break down those principles. Well, so, um, so, in, so what we know about the Earth space, right, is that we have unlimited east-west travel, constant, right? You can always go east to west. But if you go north to south, in order to get to the South Pole, you got to go back down the North Pole, if that makes sense, right? And so, like, what do you, you mean? Have, what do you, you mean? Have, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, um, if I go out east, I'm just going to end back up where I was. Okay. Right. And so, and you could say the same thing about going around the ball, but on the other flat Earth map, you can't do that, mm. right? Because the North Pole is in the center. Right. And and so that so there's some so that doesn't work in actual reality because what you do is you go up to the North Pole and then you go down the other side and whatever right right but so on a, so what we do with the flat square the first thing is that you look at the geometry of the Great Pyramid and people have always wondered why this was built well Darren's theory is that this was built as a monument uh, and a template for the Earth and so you take and and we the speed of light is something about the same the parameter of the great period or pyramid or something like that. I can't remember that exact. Um, and I don't want to quote it wrong, but a lot, some of the measurements of the great pyramid are what they have used the controllers, if you will, to, uh, give you the speed of light or the, um, uh, circumference of the earth and these, the round, uh, model calculations and tabulations, which probably have a lot of truth to them because they're still coming from the great pyramid. So if you take the Great Pyramid, its geometry, and you uh, use the, the, the shafts within it, and you overlay a pattern on it, you, so you take the pyramid, you flip it over, and it becomes a diamond. So you have the upside of the pyramid, the bottom side of the pyramid. Kind of like a and cone? And you overlay that. Go ahead. Kind of like a cone? Oh, uh, no, like a diamond. Like, so, like, a, like a, um, as above, so below, right? Oh, okay, okay. So if you're, looking, if you're standing on the ground and you're looking at the pyramid upwards, all you got to do is imagine the same structure 
downward, right? Flipped. Flipped and okay. together. Makes sense. And so now there's your square, your diamond or okay. your square, right? And so that's the earth, right? And so he's saying, um, and what you can do with that geometry, the specific geometry from the Great Pyramid, is you can overlay the uh, Metatron's cube or the flower of life right on top of it, and it lines up with the shafts. And he shows you this in his video. And um, you can verify the geometry and all of it. And so it's literally you put Metatron's cube on the ground, and then above that is this diamond or square, right? And mm -hmm. that's the physical plane that we reside on, right? And so it kind of takes a lot to get to that understanding. But then from there, um, you know, if we go back to the motion of, you know, east-west travel, north-south travel, right? Um, it, on the square, just like Pac-Man... When Pac-Man goes from one side of the screen and comes out the other, did he know that he just did that? No. It's like, no, not at all, right? So that's the infinite east-west travel. We don't, there, in the Bible, and, and Darren connects this with over probably 70 Bible verses, but in the Bible it says, you know, the, God sealed the world, the world with doors, and uh, those doors will remain shut or whatever. Well, th those are the doors. That's the motion, right? It's an infinite plane that keeps looping. The sun even uses that same motion that we do mm. in that way. And the sun's pattern is very well explained in this as well, too. And, um, and then so when you go up to the North Pole, right, mm -hmm. instead, of, instead of going to the North Pole and ending at the South Pole, you go up the east side and you come down the west side. So once again, and he has a model uh, like that kind of shows this, you're just coming out from the east and going up to the west, if that makes sense. Going up um, to the east, and, okay, yeah. And so it's the same kind of thing as like if I just went straight east and came out west, um, it's the same kind of thing as if I go up north, I'm just going east again and then coming down on the west side. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I either go back yeah. down on the east side. Because I'm never like going to the North Pole and then all of a sudden I have the South Pole. You know, it's like that doesn't happen. That's not what we observe in reality. So So then what, how do you, so you believe there's different realms within this square model? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's different aspects of these realms, but it also could just be it's kind of its own contained uh, system. As far as like, I don't know if there's, multiple physical realms but i would say that there's different at energetic levels and energetic structures that are around us always constantly like different geometric energies um that kind of lead out to the dome because with this model there's it's the belief of a firmament right and that the the stars are actually an alkaline sea and it's not actually in a space and that the stars are what they're what they are is sound and, and resonating frequencies that vibrate like you do with uh, not ceramics, that's the pottery, but uh, symphonics, I think, or something where it's uh, basically you put like water on a tray and then you give it a frequency and it makes a shape, mm, right? Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. Is like these are these are energies vibrating with a certain ener energetic signature and producing that energy towards us through water. And the sun and the moon are much closer than uh, the world. The the sphere models would indicate and they're both superconductors in this sea so they're they're um in a very cold space but very hot and what's going on with them is they're magnetically locked to the analema 
um, and the the ecliptic, right? So the path of the sun, the sun is the ecliptic for the with within astrology. Right. The analema is that path, the infinity, right, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so what the sun does is it just like as you if you just sat there and you watched the sun all day, what you would see is it would just come straight at you essentially, go right over your head and go straight past you, right? And it, and the sun it's um, it's it, its distance because of our perspective looks like it's getting smaller and bigger and that it's like moving up and down, but really it's just moving straight across. And that's all because perspective. And you can do that with a camera where you set the camera to focus on that sun and it will show you how the perspective actually is just the fact that from your perspective, it looks like it's going up and down, but really it's just coming straight across. So these are what's called magnetically locked. Hold on. That, is this, this is how you. This is yeah. how you. This is how you would explain the sunrise and the sunset. Correct. So you're saying that it it moves instead of explain explain that again. Yeah, yeah. So and I I'm gonna have to charge my phone in a second here, so I'll just be off the headset. But um, the way that I explain that again is that the sun and the moon they don't move in uh, altitude from where they are. They're on. So they don't go up and down. Exactly. It's all your perspective. So if you were fast enough, you could probably chase the sun throughout the day and just fall. You'd always be in sunlight uh, type of thing. See what I'm saying? And so the reason the sun sets is because our perspective, it starts getting too far away from our perspective to, to see it. And then it's in a different physical space. And then it hits the door, wherever that is. And, you know, it travels the back. same way. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, so its motion is just like us as the Pac-Man type yeah. of thing, except for it's going the same way every time and and we can go either way, mm, right? Which is something right. unique to us. Yeah. And so, because um, the, well, so, the, yeah. the, because the, the sun and the planets are not that they'll be attached to the firmament. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And we're so not really it. attached to anything. So that's where we not, are able yes. to go back and forth. Okay. Cause wow. the Bible says, right. The waters were separated from the waters you know, by the waters, essentially. So, like, we have the waters of the ocean, and then we have the alkaline sea, the waters above us, and we live within air, which some could consider plastic or water. And, like, because it's, kind, you know, like, air carries water, carries dust, carries all kinds of particulate. So it's almost, I say, like, a plastic, so you kind of get the thought of that, like, oh, I am, like, we're literally in the ocean right now, me and you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a different ocean. We just need to, like change our perspective on that or whatever and so with this model it's a geohelio so the the sun is focused upon us upon the square right and mm-hmm. it's quant- it's magnetically locked onto a magnetic track and and there's experiments that you can see where they take a superconducting um a superconducting thing and they have a magnetic track and they put it on the track and give it a little motion and it just keeps going mm. and it just keeps going you know because it's it's stuck because the magnetism has made it so it's it's locked, it's not um, it's not like magnetically like you know attracted. It's like quantumly locked into that spot and then in the constant motion, and so that's kind of like the idea of it. But the 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 seven pla- the other planets right, they're wandering around the sun yes, geohelio, yeah. right? Because they're focused upon the ecliptic, and and these kinds of things. So you have a combination where it's not just and all or nothing about it's all about the sun or it's all about the earth. It's this combination of this geohelio. And that was envisioned by Ty Cobra. Um, and Darren has um, some references to that as well, too. And the, sun's, the sun is, isn't on the ecliptic belt, or it is? 
So no, mm-hmm. so the sun is uh, excuse me, and the sun is the ecliptic, right? Oh, oh. Um, so the um, so that's well, and that's what the astrology is based upon. A lot of astrology is based upon is the ecliptic, correct? Um, right, and this and and that. So these, it's a combination of all of these things, um, kind of conjoining together to make um, to make it so that you have this motionless plane in center in the center of the toroidal, and then you have, if you will, the positive and negative, which would be, you know, the sun, heat, positive, the moon, negative, and, and those two can join together to, to give you this um, toroidal structure, to give you the atomic, right, the atom structure with the proton and neutron. Mm. And you can even measure the Earth's, or I mean, the moon's, if you go out on a full moon, and I grew up somewhere where there was like cold winters, if you, if it's a new moon and you go outside, the snow might be hard and frozen, but it also might be a little soft. But if you go out on a uh, full moon, it's all frozen because the moon actually, the moonlight is actually colder when it's when the moon is full. And that you can do this with measuring. Just all you have to do is have a thermometer, and you can practice this as well. Just measure the heat of the ground, uh, you know, uh, during a new moon and during a full moon. This kind of stuff. Man. That's a that's a lot of information. That's a lot of information, bro. Um, I hope you guys are, you know. Yes, sir. Okay, sorry about that. No, you're good. Can you hear me? Mhm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's some. That's a. That's a lot of. That's heavy information, man. But I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um. Yeah, square stuff like the yeah. I like I like that perspective, and it makes it does make sense, hundred percent. Um, the whole atom stuff makes sense, man. And it's it's just crazy. It's crazy too. Uh, that they, the whole you know like the gravity stuff not even being proven. Um, spinning on a ball, like millions of miles per hour. Like, how does that not sound crazy? To the I get I get that we're indoctrinated I get the program I get it but like when you tell someone that how can how do they still don't even even question it they don't like that sounds crazy that we're spinning and you telling me gravity is the only thing that's backing your backing you up but that's not even proven it's it is a little crazy right I don't know if I'm just too smart bro <laughs> no I, well, like, I have I, so and I have friends who are pilots. Um, and who are involved in the airline industry and stuff, and they've talked to me, and, like, when you get up there, it looks flat. They also say, you know, they say the same thing about the gyroscope. The gyroscope's mechanical. It never rolls backwards, which you would probably, which would indicate that you're going over a curve type of thing, right? You're always, you're always keeping your plane level on the plane, you know, and, and planet is just plane with, with the a T. T, right? Correct. And... Yeah, and so like um, it's all kind of right, right there, right, and and even and so when you kind of talk to these people and they can kind of understand it, and also like a a a, a pilot never has to account for the was, spin of the earth. I was just gonna there, ask you that. Another question to ask of like. Hold on. Okay, Answer this one though. Maybe it's yeah. because the way you travel, but why did it? Why when you travel out? Well, maybe it goes back to that. The when you travel out west, I mean out east, uh, it's a shorter time than when you travel. I mean. It's longer than when you travel back west. I think um, I think somebody a few years ago, when I was first getting into this uh, 
went into this problem mm -hmm. and i think it was something more to do with wind patterns and wind resistance mm -hmm. and like the the plane having to go into basically a common wind pattern where the wind was blowing you know going into a headwind and then you know they have a tailwind and so the the distance uh of the flight is a little bit longer but it's only like i don't know i guess like an hour yeah. at the most i think or something which if it's a thousand miles an hour spin that would not like <laughs> an hour would not be enough to say like oh there's a huge difference you know what i mean yeah. you actually really need some like real uh, separation to say that that motion is like accounting for everything and all of that man but i think it has to do more with the wind because just like we know with planes what they do is they get the the certain air pressure underneath them and then have other air pressure above them and they're using the wind and and force you know a propellant to get themselves through the air and so basically you know these these aspects of flight are all about the wind and the air pressure and don't have anything to do with the motion of the earth or you know and they don't have to like try and land on like a moving like a moving target yeah. like oh shoot like the land's going away from us because it's spinning you know what yeah. i mean like they you never see that you know you just let you just come in and you just land you know because it's just sitting there you know we live on a plane, man. But in, in, um, so do you think the ISIS was holding the water or no? No, I think that the that this the I mean, there's even videos of like where two oceans meet. I don't know if you've seen those videos or whatever, where you have like, um, and I've never been there, so I can't you know verify that right, yeah, for sure. But um, just like it's, it looks like a very muddy aspect of the ocean, and then another ocean, but there's like they're like very distinct kind of barrier. Um, be interesting to look it up. I'm not sure what you'd have to look up as far as what the, um, what the name of that would be to find that at the present moment. But, um, just to say that the, the, there's nothing that needs to hold it. The space is infinite itself and, but yet like contained, if that makes sense. So there doesn't need to be some ice wall holding all of the water because the structure is kind of like set in that way. And when you, this, the square also accounts for star motion, because when you look at the, when you look at the stars and you look north, they spin counterclockwise. When you look south, they spin clockwise. When you look east, they come straight up over your head. And when you look west, they're coming straight down um, from the top of your head, right? Mm. And so those motion, it's all the same motion. And so when you're, when you're on this square, you, just like we do when we look, you really are just seeing the motion of how these things are moving around us right right in this way and they're also experiencing the same aspect of the pac-man infinite space where once they get to the edge of whatever door it is then all of a sudden they're just back on the other side too right yeah so this kind of like half half toroidal if you will is its own infinite space and then on the other side of the toroidal is probably another infinite space and these two conjoined separate but equal, if you will, mm -hmm. as above, so below, mm. are in conjunction making an atom. Is the firmament an ice wall? No. So the firmament would just be like an alkaline sea. Um, and that's a harder to say because as far as like how that works. But I don't think that space would be this vacuum of space because of there, there's no barrier. And, 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 um, those principles, what we know is like life needs water to, to exist. And so it would make sense that it's water because apparently there's life or that's what gives life is the energy of the stars. Right. Mm. Um, we're a star, we're, 
were a rock star. You're a star. You're stardust. Youngster, you know, ancestors. A youngster, a mob a star, gangster, a, mo a, a pop star. Your ancestors. You're a star. You're a star child. <laughs> yeah, we're right? star childs. Yep. Exactly. So that's where your the soul, your energy comes from, or whatever, right? So those things would need to be a part of the system in order for it all to kind of blend together. Are you familiar with the the plasma apocalypse theory? Um, I've heard mildly about it but i'm not uh, well versed because no. i thought it'd be pretty interesting to tie in what you already have and the knowledge you have to tie in tie it in with that theory because like you know i had a guest on here the tt990 episode the great reset and that's what he, he came to talk about the plasma but he was talking about taurus he brought he brought up santa bonacci and we got into the, the the taurus fields and basically you know everyone's this theory is supposed to happen december 21st which because we are uh, allegedly the year of the mayans you know so it's like the, the end of the world type thing. And December 21st is supposed to happen where, and it's the great conjunction, coincidentally, is the winter solstice. And that he was explaining that when this event happens, the electromagnetic fields of the of the firmament are going to turn off or they're going to go off or whatever. And that when this happens, because he, he, he believes that the firmament is, is it's, a, it's ice. It's the ice. It's the ice. It's the ice of dome. And that it usually when the, when the electromagnetic fields turn off, that is gonna make a hole in the in the firmament. This is not this is not just what he believes. It's like this is the theory that it's gonna, it's gonna make a hole yeah. in the in the firmament, and that this is what the rapture is and ascension is to people because it's gonna be, uh, I guess. But then that would contradict what you're saying about the you know the vacuum that there's not a vacuum thing. So um, it's just very interesting. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna go on, but it's. Well, it, I mean, even if the even if the firmament was to break and some energy was to come in and some energy goes out, you know. That could be. It doesn't have to be vacuum. Oh, okay, because he would. He he. And then I, to kind of have a, a reference of what we're talking about. Are you familiar with Op Operation Fishbowl? Yes. Mm -hmm. So then and then so then I tied tie that with tie that in with because okay if that does happen then maybe these elite know what's gonna happen and maybe because I believe we've never been to space that's just me I don't think we've ever been to space um and I think this is the time when they usually when they try to go into space or they're trying to broke they try to break this dome and just to see what happens and um it's just very interesting theory but now what you're saying about all this stuff it it just it connects it more for me where like hmm it's interesting because you guys are kind of saying the same thing but he believes that because you've been you know, human vibration talks about the purple, right? Mm -hmm. And then the plasma apocalypse stuff is purple. You know, it's like it's a, it's a, it's a whole purple theme, skies being purple and everything. And he, he's saying that the Taurus fields are going to switch when this happens. When right now we're, like, you know, Santo says that we live on the earth, the earth Taurus field. And that right now we're in the, we're in the blue Taurus field and we're going to switch into the red. And that's why, we, mm -hmm. he's, that's why we have a blue sky. And then when it switches to the red... Is gonna be more purple. It's gonna be a whole different energy that you know. Even plants are gonna strive more off of this energy, this new vibration of this new whatever we're gonna step into. So it's just very interesting. But then now you're saying this, and it kind of like I'm being I'm being more sold on that idea. And he and, then, and we didn't get settled on the December twenty first. He's you know he said uh, but then he thinks the next five to ten years this is an event that can happen, which would be like the catastrophe, the Armageddon, you know, the rapture, the whatever you want to call it. You know, everyone has a different view of it, but it's always in the religious text as well. And that's where they get all the, the, the goddesses with the tentacles and everything like Shiva and the four arms and everything because the plasma is the, you know, the thunderbolts are going to be coming and the mudslides and everything that happened when this when all this stuff happens. So it's just very interesting. I'm like, huh, maybe. And I just say... The, the enigma, right? And if, if we view the plasma within us, 
as if we equate that to the earth, then maybe the earth's water would be her plasma, if you want to That's say what that. He said. That's what he said. And, um, and so the shift. And the thing with Santos's teachings about the red shift, blue shift, is that with the toroidal, you always have something coming in. And you always have something going out. So regardless of what aspect of the shift you're on, oh, okay. it's still kind of like the same toroidal. So I do believe that there, I like this grand conjunction as well. The energy is definitely going to shift, and it's going to be hard to say what exactly results from that. Um, and I think going too heavy on uh, like a full physical reality change is kind of does an injustice to maybe the energetic change that's mm. going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like within yourself or these kinds of things. But it's something, you know, to theorize or whatever, but kind of like going in with this aspect of me believing it's an alkaline. See, it's like, let's say the atom is like a circle, right? Like the wheel, like the zodiac wheel, like because all shapes can be made within a sphere, right? Within the sphere. And so, so let's say that the toroidal is the sphere. So we really do live not on a sphere, but in a sphere, right? And in that sphere is a toroidal and this flat, flat existence, this 3D projection of us, you know, playing out the stage of, you know, whatever type of thing, right? But so the firmament to me is like, if that, that sphere is an eyeball, it's like that thin lining on your eyeball mm. that protects your eyeball, if that makes sense, yeah. right? So I view the firmament kind of in that way where it's like this very, you know, don't know what it is kind of of thin layer of, and it might be thick, but layer of like energetic protection and also like composition. This is what really makes the eyeball all hold together is this outside aspect because everything else could just kind of melt or fall apart or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know, and I don't know the science of that, you know, in biology in, in any way, shape or form, I'm just kind of relating it as a, an idea of, uh, of what that, you know, kind of idea with that, with this shift. Right. And also, um, in astrology in, uh, the 2012 December solstice was when we went in tropical to the age of Aquarius, right? That was the Mayan end of the world thing. Well, the Mayans were just with the Prisca Theologia and they were documenting the procession, but they were doing it within tropical. Um, but really, currently we are still in the age of pisces i believe we're in both because like i said i believe both to be true simultaneously you've got mm. to take both sides of the story but we're still in, in the visible sky when you determine the age we're still deep in the piscean the deception which makes sense why a world government a world order might be coming right in this deception uh, yeah and and most people are thinking like oh enlightenment's coming and stuff i'm like we're about to head to a one world religion and a one world government and you're about to tell me that we're in the enlightenment era like we need to think we need to talk about this for a second you know so so understanding that we're still in that pisces so this conjunction to me is is kind of that same thing with like it is a big shift but it's also an understanding that there are other energetic aspects that hold certain things in place and so it's hard for the reality to just instantly be flipped on its head because there's multiple energies at play and you'd have to have all those energies in perfect alignment in order to get like a grand change, if that makes sense. You couldn't just because like if me and you are both working on something or, or we're both tugging rope and then all of a sudden we need to like, you know, wrap that rope around something and pull it. Well, our energies have to both get together to pull that out. If you start trying to wrap it around something, and pull it out and I'm pulling the other way, it's not going to completely shift. 
So these energies of the astrology and stuff, because there's multiple energies that are all congruent and also that work together, uh, the, the amount of shift that can happen, in my opinion, can't be uh, so grand and catastrophic, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yes, it does, man. So. I, I, that's, that's why I like getting everybody's perspective because I'm just, I'm in, I'm in, I'm all in and just to, just to get, keep filling myself up. But that does make sense, you know, that just, it might just be an energy shift, a big energy shift. It could be really, it could really be that simple. About, um, you know, we're not going back. It's absolutely right. You know, at your start, at the start of the, the pod is like, we're, we're not going back. The energy has forever changed just as it always is, but we have definitely hit a new shift and 2020 was a part of that. And, you know, 2001 and 2000, 2012 and these kinds of things. And, um, and so we weren't, but we're not going back to that kind of older reality. And especially like when you think about it, we were in the 1900s, which has a certain energy different than the 1800s. And now we're in the 2000s. Right. And so now the whole energy from this on, because we're starting with a two now instead of one, you know, and numerology and all that stuff's there. But like, and so the energy is just different, just regardless of whatever, just straight up, you know, you don't even have to get into the details of how, how it's different. So the shift into this age has now kind of started to cement itself because we're 20 years in and it's now like, okay, we actually have full generations of babies and energetic people being born under this energy who are now in this in this place so the shift is is ongoing but like we went through a big shift because we changed from the teens 1900 to 2000s in that sense with as far as the one to the two you know forget about all the other digits for a second yeah damn so if people want a resource on the flat square that give it's a comprehensive video where he shows you the geometry of the pyramid and the flower of life and then goes over the motions. And basically a lot of the stuff that I've been able to share here today is from Darren's theory. Um, and there's extra things that I've woven in or extra things that I have, but I think it's a really comprehensive video. So Darren Nesbitt flat square, you can YouTube that and or Daz Nez, which is D E Z N E Z um, or D A Z. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but, and uh, if you just go take a look at that it and just go with an open mind, he presents a very compelling case for it. And it's just something to, you know, contrast your current worldview with. Man, like there's so much psyops out here. Um, so your opinion, the, the creator is um, energy. That's what you that's what you would call the creator. Yeah, I'm the creator. You're the creator. We're correct. We're but the what created us? Uh, like, it's like that, uh, there's a song and he's like, if you could dream any dream, you could dream, you would dream, you know, you'd give yourself all the pleasures of the world and this and that, and you'd keep dreaming. And then you just kept dreaming and dreaming. You dream exactly where you are now. Right. And not know where you are type of thing. And so it's kind of like that idea. It's like when we were talking before the podcast about who the, they are, the elite are, it's that we, you know, I, I can't really say who. Um, the creator is uh, because I'm just like I'm limited in my vessel 
of what I can do. I have to eat, I have to breathe, I have to drink, you know, I have to, you know, uh, have bodily facilities, all that kind of stuff. I'm also limited in my capacity of understanding because there's only like, if I knew perfectly, if any, I believe this to be hundred percent true. If anybody knew perfectly the system we were in or who the creator was, it wouldn't exist because then it wouldn't be perfect in a sense. The reason everything's perfect and exists is because every action is perfect, even if the action seems imperfect. And Mars. we all display this balance, right? We all display this equal parts positive, equal parts negative. And regardless of it, it's like I killed someone and it's really terrible. It's like, well, we don't know what the ripple effect is. So even if I gave this guy a Kit Kat bar, that might've been the best action I ever had in my life because of the ripples from it. You know what I'm saying? And so we can't really determine that, but I believe that as eternal beings throughout our eternal track, that each lifetime and our eternal track is also equal parts positive, equal parts negative. And so, so we're gods enacting this and doing it through all together by co-creating all of this together with our, with our physical actions, our emotional spirits, and our soul, our, our eternal souls all conjoining in this kind of grand tapestry of co-creation. Do you believe that we've been digressing as mankind or you do, or you think we've always been like this? No, I think we're definitely at a lower point, uh, like what Merck was talking about with these, uh, in some senses, with these other civilizations. I definitely think that if we view like the Zodiac as a sine wave, right? If you take a circle, the sphere, like we were talking about earlier, and you make it 2D and you cut it in half and then kind of flip it, what you get is the, the sine wave. Correct. Up and down, up and down, right? And that's also the same as infinity and all of that. And so at a certain point, you're at, you're, you start on the sign and you go to the top of the sign. That's probably when truth was at its highest, right? Mm. And you're at the, we're on the upward side of the sign. Up is up. But then we get to the bot. Now, I think where we're at kind of currently in this long track is that we're on the bottom side, right? Where up is down. So we're in the inverse right now. That's why, you know, perversions being, you know, put out there. That's why everything's diluted and, and psyoped and everything seems backwards is because we are in that inverse of reality from the beings that we are. Because I believe that there's multiple iterations of beings that we could have been. And it's hard to really speculate on the truth of all of that. But just to say that, like, I don't think that this is the only thing, but I, I also feel like this can be everything as well, too. It encompasses both. I like right, that. but we're probably in some kind of deceptive era of of the Piscean in sidereal astrology, and but we're all, and we're also, um, you know, uh, at probably this downward point of the sign where you know it's, and so yeah. That's it's just it's so interesting. It's so interesting because I be yeah I be trying to think like I mean I know we can never probably figure it out. We probably won't ever figure it out. Like I always tell people, I just want. I'm I'm trying to find pieces to a puzzle I'm never gonna finish, and that's fine. Sure. That's fine. But uh, uh, yeah, I always ask people like, "What do you think we come from? What do you think we're made of?" You know, because I had someone actually tell me that they believe. You know, the whole they gave me the whole stardust theory, but I wasn't well versed yet, so I didn't. It didn't hit me. And then later, I had to hit him up and like, "Yo, bro, I kind of I feel you. Like I get it. It's clicking for me now." Yeah, and there's a there's a woman named Anna Brown that I followed, and one of her biggest theories is like as a seeker as a truth seeker or whatever when what the really the way to find the way to stop seeking is to realize that this present moment 
is perfection. This present moment is all that there is. And, you know, in the energy it is. And so, like you say, like, I'm searching for something I know I'll never have the answers to. The point is that this searching allows you to respect the present more and respect your actions in the present more. And that gives you then the option to be more perfect than the just being in the it makes moment, you you makes sense exactly exactly man that's fire bro and it's true like you said earlier like we always talk about they 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 and we, we can never really say who they the same way i can't tell you who the creator is that makes i never looked at it like that but it's just so simple like, yeah he's true but i'm telling you i'm a creator you're a creator so let's take responsibility for what we create correct what fear we put out what goodness we put out and we own our stuff and that's it and I'm co-creating with you right now and all this kind of stuff. But like, you know, let's be responsible for our creations, our co-creations, and let's move it forward We're and co- just keep moving it forward, right? We're co-creators of our reality, man. We're 100%. co-creators of our reality and we have to co-create the reality we want to see as a collective though, as a collective consciousness. Because yeah, I could, I could be uh, uh, creating my own world. You could be creating your own world. But I, that to me, that's not enough. And yes... It's so simple as you being the change in the in the world, you being the change you want to see in the world. But we have to do it as a collectively, a collective, because collectively we can make this really amazing, a utopia. But I think that's whenever my I don't know will we get there? You think, in your opinion? I mean, not not in the next twenty years, but no. But well, you know, eventually, I think you think it'll get to that point? Yeah. Where where you know, love will rule, like darkness rules for for a bit before darkness rules again. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's this uh, this exemplified balance, the duality of life, good and evil, all that kind of stuff. It's like you've got to let some things have their day and then the other thing will have its day. And it's like that's and the only reason that each can have their own day is because they each, you know, make room for each other, if that makes sense. So can you explain how to um, why we don't reserve our memory when we when we uh, reincarnate or you don't you're not. You couldn't, you wouldn't be able to answer that, or you're just your opinion. My, uh, that's a great question. I, I actually have a lot of opinions on that. Um, some of which I don't know if uh, I could say that are like. Uh, that's fine. Like I just want to. Like, well, no, not not. I I definitely sure, but just to say that I don't know how, if people could really actually understand kind of what I mean. But but basically, I think like um, consciously, you were a a, por- a big part of. Um, the energy, the timing of when you were created and and creating and infusing your consciousness into the, your mother and father and their consciousness and helping them take actions, uh, you know, to make you as and your vessel. And then when you come into this vessel, you have a fresh new set. So your soul in, is still old and it, or whatever, and it comes in. Right. But the reason you can't remember is because those memories are, were all from the physical. And you carry them spiritually, energetically in your DNA and that kind of stuff. But but the memory, I like, like that. The, this memory of me and you talking is only happening here. You know what I mean? When I leave here and then I come back here, I don't get to come back with what the old vessel had in it. Does that make sense? Correct. Because like you said earlier, when you said uh, man is when man is not man is a mortal God and gods are immortal men. Right. Uh, God, yes, exactly. OK, exactly. Yes. And I'm, uh-huh. you just connected it for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have to. So the memories are still they're in our DNA. So that's why, like, oh, 
like I saw my angel numbers today or this this really spoke to me or that it's because you're kind of left breadcrumbs for yourself or whatever or it's part of the it's part of the overlapping of it it's part of the conjunction of the two and and the energies merging and blending you know and and working within but like the exact set of memories you know you did them in the other vessel and so now if you're in a different vessel you don't those aren't there they don't exist in that new vessel and it's also probably part of this soul choices that once we run this course you know in egyptian mythology we we are at the end when we die we put our heart on the scale of libra if you will against ma'at and her feather and her feather is you know perfection and order of the divine and if your heart is balanced with the feather then you can choose to incarnate or become a star and shine your light to the world right and so like if we choose to incarnate why would we say like Oh, hey, give me everything I had last time, too. So I remember all of that crap and and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And then you just sour the whole experience for you and kind of that that magical wonder of what nature does when we don't really understand it. But we see her result. You know what I mean? And so it's an aspect of that. So how would you tie in karmic debt to that? Or you wouldn't or you don't believe in karmic debt? I, no, I I do believe that karmic debt w- does carry, and there's some there, but that would be the DNA, right? Okay. That would be the energy holding within you, and then it's excising itself through action over time. And so it's just it's basically like kind of saying like, okay, your energetic track was equal parts negative, equal parts positive, but in this area and realm, you had a lot of this and you had a little of this. So maybe on your next go, because if you're going to go through, if let's say you have 10, let's say you have 12 incarnations. That's a good number, right? Mm-hmm. You got 12 incarnations. And so we do incarnations. We're on like six. And this last one, I had a bunch of this and a little bit of this. Well, on the next one, it's going to counterbalance it so that all of your incarnations have equal balance, right? Equal parts positive, equal parts negative type of thing. So you might be off balance in a certain sense with this karmic debt idea between incarnations. But by the time of your whole energetic track, just like a battery circuit, right? Mm. Just like, you know, when you get to the end, you've completed and you've done it all. So whatever karmic debt you actually carry, it it matters. But to me, it doesn't matter because like eternally, you're going, you're going to do the whole thing. Everybody's going to do the whole thing in that sense. Wow. And, And then, and then, you know, pause and then do it again. And that's. Just like electricity does, you know. And do, so you think, so you believe that we just keep reincarnating in this in this matrix, or do you do believe in that we ascend out of here to a you know different, you know, more blissful place, or how do you look at it? That's a that's a possibility. Yeah, that's very hard to know. I what what I do feel is that we are, we we are we have actively chosen and are making perfect action all the time to be here, um, but to say that this is all that there ever could be is also very linear in thought. And so if I do I think that there could be other realms, other things, of course. But uh, all I know right now is this that one. I'm here and I'm in this. And so I'm in this one. And so to say that, like, could I be somewhere else? Sure. But also, like, this isn't that bad in that sense. And, are you trying to be here as long as – are you trying to be here as long as you can? Or are you, how do you look at How do you look at life? Like, do you care to preserve your avatar, live long, your health? Or are you kind of more like a – Hey, man, I'll be, you know, I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very much like a destiny. I feel like this iteration of myself um, is about destiny, is about correcting some bloodline a- aspects. Um, I feel like I chose the bloodline I came into. I feel like I chose for a purpose. 
chose for posterity mm. for the children of men for my children for other people's children that i that the work that i do is about fulfilling a destiny so that it gives a, a platform a because i'm an earth sign as well too but a, a foundation for um, other people to be able to have a different aspect of life if that makes sense and so i'm very i'm i feel like i've seen my death um I died twice this summer, almost. I had like two uh, episodes of like passing out and you know, being passed out for like one was like a minute and the other one was like four minutes when I hit my head on a rock and this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And But it was very much my eternal self. I saw a lot of my eternal self in it, showing me that I needed parts of myself to die so I could, you know, fulfill more of this destiny. And, and I very much felt like at this year I could see like, I could very much see the beginning of my life and see the ending of the life of my life. And I was okay with all of that. So to say that I'm very much, I think that life is what you make it and all of those things too. But for me, it's about making this fulfillment of destiny. And I do feel like I'm probably more closer towards leaving this, this space, but um, I'm also not so concerned about that because there's so much for me to do today, tomorrow, you know, next week and like, mm. I've got stuff to do. And, you know, if, when I die and when that time comes and all that happens, then like, then maybe those questions are a little bit more easy to answer. Or maybe I remember or whatever, but like, let's just roll it, you know, let's see what happens. I mean, I, I get that you can walk outside and something can happen. You can die. I get that. But I, I think what I'm referring to is just like, uh, not deteriorating, you know, your, your body or your, this, oh, yeah. this vessel that we're given. Like actually caring about what you're putting into it, eating it, yeah, yeah. and all that. Because I mean, like you said, I, I, I think I'm getting to a point where I believe that we can only coexist in this realm. That humans can only coexist here where we are currently. That you know, yeah, you could tie in all the, all the spiritual stuff in different realms and everything. But what if it's just as simple as we can only exist here, and that we're just on a like a battery, and we just like you said, we just keep coming back, keep coming back, and right. but then. I start wondering why was I born from the parent from the mom? You know why did I come from the portal that I came from? Because I've been blessed my whole life, no worries, no struggles, always ask, receive. So it gets to like why did why isn't everyone else lucky like that? Is that their karmic debt, or is that just the the cycle they got this time? Or like you know like I just, I start trying to figure it out. I know I won't, but it just it's very interesting. Well, and so a couple things is one like with the food thing, is like. If you're trying to have an energetic difference, you need to respect your vessel. And so you need to respect what you put in your vessel. And that then in turn makes your actions towards other vessels more respectful, quote unquote. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Or just more towards what you want it to be. Like if you really had evil intentions, like and you're still feeding yourself good food, like you can go do those even evil intentions even worse, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the to say like yeah, don't have a struggle or something like that, the the reality of this human existence is that our emotions are are all equal. We all have the exact same emotions. And we all experience them to intense degrees. And some people say, like, oh, I never could have gone through that or whatever. And I'm like, well, but you felt that same emotion. You might not have just felt it in the same way. So these like third world countries, kids who are impoverished, these kinds of things, like I'm pretty sure that I probably, you know, if I lived in the dark ages during an incarnation, that really sucked and I got stabbed or, you know, whatever, all this stuff, like type of thing. That's but, true. Like, um, it's just experiencing the same emotion. It's just in a different way. And I put, and part of my, my feeling on it is that our eternal selves are just experiencing these emotions and you're just like oh that looks like it's really terrible but 
I'll go experience that emotion in that way <laughs> and, and put, put out that energy. Yeah. And then that energy can, will help others, uh, you know, with whatever they're doing in whatever way. Interesting, bro. That's so interesting. I love it. I love it. I just love talking this type of stuff because it's just fun. It's fun. Um, do you think like I'm just ask, you know, we're kind of getting so <laughs> we're gonna get bring it to a little numerology a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a 33 life path, right? Oh, oh, you are. Okay. Okay. Does that mean I'm out of here next <laughs> next lifetime? <laughs> well, I, it, you uh, so. Uh, Okay, so I have my own personal, I have my own personal thoughts on that. Okay, let's I'm, see. I'm not affiliated with certain groups because of um, I, people's behaviors. I seen recently. I not seen. the science, just the people's behaviors. I think a lot of the science has very high merit, but I think people's behaviors are atrocious. So just leave that where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but so if if uh, there's always a double track, an up track and a down track. Some 33 life paths are headed out, if you want, if you will, and some are headed down back to regress. And that doesn't mean they can't go right back to it. But just to say that, you know, we're always and that's true for every number, you know, every number is always kind of going up or down or this or that. And so, like, I think it is like kind of like what you make it in the sense of like, if you want to make it something more, um, you know, more and get out and ascend then, you know, believe it, be it, do it, you know? But if it's also just about it, I know some 33 life paths who don't know their 33 life path, you know what I mean? And they're... Same, bro. It, I'm like, bro. It's hard for me to claim that they're the ones, like, that are going to ascend, you know? I, 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 would, I would be like, they're great. They're good people. It's not like that. I have one friend, bro. Like, they're I'm not, like, bro, you, you know, make us look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, well, they're just not with it, you know what I mean, as far as they're not in the same kind of space. Most of those people and vibrate so, more to a six, though, a six lot LP. Well, and something I, that I've come to understand is that um, as uh, energy is fluid, right? Yes. And so you are a 33, but you're also a six. So you should be embodying a bunch of three stuff, a bunch of six stuff bunch of 33 stuff you know what i mean and i was and born the 28 you're like day numbers and all that the 28 yeah. <laughs> i'm powerful bro i'm a scorpio you know I mean? wait like, so you're 11 11 28 no 10 28 93 10 28 93 yeah oh rooster okay mm -hmm. yeah yep but uh no i saw i think it's fine i always ask that because i actually had a reading from this 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 master teacher right and uh, I asked him that, and he was, he was like, you know, you got you got to sign up for classes. I'm like, yo, bro, you can't answer that. Like, come on. You know, because I asked him uh, what numbers don't, like, I, I should have messed with. You know, what number energy shouldn't I mess with? And he was like, you, know, you got to sign up for that. I'm like, huh? Whatever. <laughs> no, but I... Yeah, I would just... Um... Now, do you think, um, like, if you're a one life path and you and if you do learn your your life lesson and you you, you accomplish it, whatever, do you believe you go your next one, your next incarnation, you'd be a two? Do you think it works? Like, I mean, a, like a three. You think it works like that, or you kind of just like it doesn't? You could land anywhere. I think you could land anywhere in a sense. Um, but I think there are jumps that have to be made. I think one through nine, you probably could go from like one to seven to true. five to okay. nine, right? But once you get into the upper tiers. Right. Then you're, you know, then it's like a little bit different. Right. But but who's to say that life path versus like karmic day, like if you're born on the 11th or born on the 22nd, but you're not but you're like, a, let's say you're born on the 22nd, but you're a three life path. 
does that mean you're not a master? You know, no, what I'm you saying? still you embody that. You still embody that energy. Exactly. Yeah. So like at the same time, so it's hard to say that the life path or that this aspect of something determines the exact energy you know that you embody and that you are True. and really what you are is you're a tapestry of this combination of your imprint when you came in right so we have you know you you're double one you know so you've got a lot of leadership you also create your you know your health and wealth by giving health and wealth which is kind of what this podcast is about in that yeah. sense or whatever you're born in a 22 year so you've got heavy you've got master everywhere and and that's about building destruction so you're you know, again, the podcast, building in the physical world, working in the physical world, dealing in the physical world. But you're doing a, a, the podcast about spirituality, thinking higher, learning, you know, te- and you're bringing teachers, but teaching people with yourself by being a student, which the best teachers are students, right? And so, so you're combining Thank all you. these things. So you're, it's a, it's a, com- <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a tapestry because you're a Scorpio. But in sidereal, you're probably a um, Libra. Libra, but that's okay because we just are. We're looking at all the energy and how I embody it and what I'm embodying currently. It's just like if I want it. It's like when um, Gerard Butler did 300, right? You, you have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. I never so, seen it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, so in the in the in the, like the behind the scenes, he says that when he would was acting and when he was in these moments, he would literally be meditating to try and channel the spirit of Leonidas, right? Whoa. And to embody the, this old Spartan king. And and I just thought the power of that for an actor to say that, of how true it is. So you can apply that to numbers. You could apply that to a, a I have a, a quite a few fictional characters who I view as archetypes that I want to try and embody some of their characteristics. Not fully all of them, but just, you know, have them as an archetype that I want to kind of embody or be. Like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, being like a noble guy who's who follows his path and but will sacrifice for the greater good by you know gives the ring back to Frodo when Frodo tries to give it to him and all that kind of stuff or whatever. I don't know if you've seen that either, but anyway, just to say so that if you want to channel a certain aspect of your own imprint, you might not be able. You don't have any seven, so you might not be able to really channel like seven. I was just about sense, but, I was just about to ask you, know, you. Um, you're a four or a seven, huh? No, I'm I'm actually a six. So, oh, you're a six. but I have, but I may, I have a I have a very large blend of numbers, and I have seven in my in my aspects too. So I've ma- I have master eleven, I have six and seven. I have my big numbers are five, six, seven, eight, and eleven. You you're um you're born on the eleventh. Yep, correct. Yep. Damn, fellow master. <laughs> so, but yeah, but so you if you wanna if you wanna embody some energy, you know, right. you can. Um, but you know, you won't, you might be able to tap into seven energy for yourself for a little while, but because it's not your imprint, it's going to be much harder for you to resonate at that. You know, just like if you were playing an instrument, you can play a certain note and then you can play a different note, you know what I'm saying? And so within your own instrument and your own vessel, you can play your own notes. And in order to play like a different note, you might just need to have that person around or have that energy around or like. I built my house this day, bro. So that I'm embodying that energy type of thing. On my on my overly blown podcast, I'm a 33 life path. My co-host is born the 22nd. And my other co-host is an 11 life path. There you go. Like, and I didn't even know about all this stuff. You know, I I just I set it up with them, and then when I when I when I found out, I was like, yo, wait, what, 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 what? 
That's not a coincidence. But I have a lot of seven uh, LP friends. I have a lot of seven LP friends. And my mom's a 33, which is amazing. She's a pure 33 because... I was told I'm not a pure 33, which is fine, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I don't get all butthurt or stuff. I was told I'm not a, a pure 33 because I am born the 28th, so if you add that, 1 plus 28, so whatever, I'm a 6, but. Yeah, I'm against, I'm not, like, against that in that sense, but, like, the reality is none of our birthdays are pure because we're, we're so far in to all of this happening that there is no, like, purity in that sense. Everything's been diluted. We're so far in the incarnation track, you know, our, we're we've been around for a while so it's not like that this purity really it sets this like barometer tone of like you know, i guess this huge difference it know, enhances you know your powers saying? i guess yeah <laughs> but that's the thing is, is like it really is what you make it what your understanding comes to be and all that right. like this year i've met a lot of 31 fours and it's a four year two plus two four you know um human and, vibrations are four yeah I think we, I think I've talked to her about that too, but just to say, yeah, you, you, you know, so it's, it's all kind of, but I think I needed to meet fours. I also wanted to meet fours, learn more about them and that kind of stuff. And I think that that's kind of a part of it. That's funny. I actually did get close to this fixedness. I think people use this numerology to make themselves feel a little bit more special then I ain't gonna lie, bro. I ain't gonna you know. lie. No, I started feeling myself. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wait, I'm a 30. I thought I was fired because I started feeling myself, you know. But it made sense to me because I've always been that person where I was always up on whether before I even got on the knowledge stuff, you know, I was always up on the newest music before everyone was up on the newest music. I was always up on everything early. I was always the quote unquote teacher influence on people, you know, clothes wise, style wise, you know. So. It's funny because it made sense, and now uh, here I am too. Now I'm I'm just trying to make it. I'm trying to get the fellows on board. You know, I want I want uh, masculine spirituality to be normalized. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. Because we it's it's not just for the for the females, man. You got you got to know your 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 birth chart. <laughs> and I think um in in order for that in spirituality to happen is in a certain sense is because we are going backwards and perversion and pedophilia and these things. We also need to be our males to be much more vocal and upfront about problems that they've had, expressing those problems and addressing them so that they are brought to the light so that, um, you know, we make less of these people who want who are in pain or traumatized and want to act out their trauma upon other people. Right. Mm. Because we have a more open dialogue and a space for that to be. So when you talk about, you know, I want this equality, this aspect of thing, it's like, let's have more conversations. Let's have more hard conversations because that gets us to the point where it, I, I, we've had a hard conversation. I have more respect for you. You have more respect for me. And then all of a sudden, my actions towards other people start to be more respectful. And then all of a sudden, we have less of these ailments, less of these perversions, less of these you know things that are constantly guiding our fear uh, currently in, in our world, if that makes sense. In 2020, bro, pedophilia became a household conversation. Yes. And that's a, that's whether that's what how you want to look at it. That, to me, that's a good thing that was being talked about more. And now an aspect of like that males are raped a lot or that, you know, and then they go then become rapists mm -hmm. and these things like these are next stages of that kind of conversation. And like and more to just say, like, hey, like it's a, males are afraid to talk about that kind of stuff or to be about that kind of stuff but the reality is is like that's what needs to happen you need to share your experience you need to be strong about it and 
and get it out there because then it allows for less of it to be coming forward in the future and that kind of stuff because we're having those conversations because you're shining light on the darkness you know like a lie can't live if unless the people who unless you're holding it like if you told me a lie and i'm like you're lying then it's it do, it's not going to continue to live you know right. what i'm saying but if you tell me a lie and i'm like oh he's not lying the guess what the lies in that darkness and it's going to live and we're both going to hold it you know what i'm saying did so you want did you want to expose some, yeah did you want to shine some light i know you, you, you off off mic you, you mentioned you went through something i don't know if you want to speak about it but oh yeah well i mean i've had sexual trauma um i was a victim of satanic ritual abuse as a child and these kinds of things and so um murph was on your podcast just recently and he talked about how he he saw those things as uh you know fake and in the news and we were talking about that too how it's just you know there is um there is some evil and nastiness in the world and i do agree with murph that like the way the news is presenting to us is about being in fear of ideas is it dressed up is you know plagiarized if you will um, but the reality is there are evil people out there and they are enacting for their own evil purposes. It doesn't have to be a grand scheme. In in my case, more incidentally, there was a, a being that has been severely wounded and then chose to take those wounds out on people who couldn't defend themselves, right? And continue to do that and continue to do that and then got involved in networks that allowed them to have access to uh, things that may allow them to do that. And so it's just about, you know, like having these kind of conversations and saying like, so like for me as a, as a male and what I went through and everything, it's like, for me, I want to be the, the glory seemed to always be in those moments about the alpha and the guy being the alpha, if that makes sense, being the number one. Well, to me, being the alpha is actually being the omega ending the bullshit. Mm. You know, what are the best alphas do? They deal with the bullshit and they get it handled. You know what I mean? And so um, to me, it's like that. And so it's the kind of that thinking of like, okay, well, like this happened to me. Does that mean I have to go do this to someone else? No, it's time for me to alpha up, to be the omega and handle the bullshit, you know, and embody that aspect of it. And so, you know, we go through these these experiences in life, but they're only to help us with our stories so that we can share our stories and our beings and our experiences and actions with other people so that we can you know, change the tapestry of time. Yeah, like I said, I'm 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 glad it's becoming a conversation now amongst people. Uh, I'm glad that you know people weren't they saw when Netflix dropped that cuties bullshit and they weren't a lot of people weren't receptive to it. So I I, I like that because regardless of a lot of people don't want to get on board and believe that like you said like the shit that Murph says that's fake like and it's crazy not even saying it like people are eating kids and all this stuff. If you're not like I get that, but people are getting abused and we know that because we see that in our families sometimes we see that happening amongst everybody like regular people that are real yeah so you can't say that it's not real but again yeah the exaggeration of it i'm i'm on board for that now i'm on board and like you say i mean people are getting abused all the time in many different forms verbal physical sexual uh mental money abuse like you know go down the list and so it doesn't and even like you know, an argument between two people can be abusive and it doesn't have to be like, Oh, like crazy abusive PTSD, but it's just like that understanding that like, Oh, even in that moment, I was basically taking, I was taking a subject matter that might've been sensitive and trying to intentionally use it to create an emotional response in another person. Mm. And that's basically abuse, right? I'm trying to create, I'm trying to manipulate 
some type of subject or emotion towards you to make you feel a certain emotion in order and there's the that's basic abuse or whatever so when we understand it from that bracket standpoint it makes it a little bit easier to be less abusive to other people because then you realize like oh i if i'm not attached to any of your emotions and i'm just stating what i'm stating then i'm less abusive in the sense of that i'm not i'm not over here trying to elicit a response from you but that's right. what the news is doing that's what Murph's talking about when he says like this stuff isn't real is because it's literally the news is abusing us constantly in that sense because it's giving us information to try and elicit elicit an emotional response. And then we know? have it in our head. We're creating we're creating it. We're making it a real thing. Exactly. And like a Murph made a point too. He goes, all these people that are accused of being eating kids and all this, what are they? And I'm like, what? He goes, actors. They're actors. And I'm like, you, yeah, like Hanks, Oprah, and Ellen, all of them. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. They're all playing a part. And if you were a great actor and somebody said, hey, look, like your movies are great, all this kind of stuff. But but look, I want you I want we want we want to do something. We want you to play a role in real life and we want you to deceive the public. And you like think to yourself, like, wow, what a what a role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of course, that, that some people are going to bite on that and be all about it. You right? might say no at first, but like how much oh, how about for this? How to do that? Yeah, exactly. Do that. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, money. Money is the root of all evil, man. It's it's unfortunate that's our currency, but that's what's really. Do you think? Obviously, you see, you see us going towards a cashless society, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. To some degree. To some degree. Underground barter's still happening all the time, whether probably not with cash, but with different stuff. You know what I mean? Just like right now, like, are we a hundred percent legal society? No, there's tons of illegal drugs and stuff, you know, being. So it's like the same kind of thing. We could go full cashless, but there will there will still be markers of trade without without cash or crypto or whatever. Well, how long do you think the the U.S. value will last? The U.S. dollar value will last. The value of the dollar, I mean. Well, so um, just one point two with money is that money is the root of all evil because money provides two things. It provides power. And it provides op. Well, it really just provides options, and then options kind of spawns out power, right? Mm, yeah. And so that's why people are going after it, is because they want the option to then manipulate or have power or whatever it is to go from where they want to go from. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. So the cashless. I mean, probably, you know, if America's going to fall, it's probably around two years from now. I mean, we could be embroiled in, uh, you know, the beginnings of a civil war by mid next year. Or the end of next year, which I'm not really all about. I'm not going to get involved in that kind of stuff, but um, it's a reality that's kind of bubbling up to the surface. But they, but in order for a world government to take place, you know, America will have to fall and and be reshaped, and and the dollar not being the fiat currency and and all of that will be a part of that. So I think closer to 2022, more when it's like when they're ready to go, you know what I mean? Like when everything's ready to go, the aliens are kind of somewhat already established. We've already got the big bad boogeyman and the aliens and all that kind of stuff. That's when we can kind of tank the economy more because then we have a track for like salvation and savior and bringing the other government in. And if they're not ready to get the, the entire system online, they don't need America to fall yet because America's kind of the last domino because our CIA and America has been the ones who have been, doing this to syria libya venezuela like or and you could you could say it's the israelis as well too or this yeah. or that 
whoever it is, but America was too, it was, it was the law enforcement officer. And now you've, you know, rearranged the law all across the land. And now all they got to do is kill the officer. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, and now the whole, the law is already all done and there's no officer to, to hold accountable. And we're all on a new system. And you don't, you don't even believe that Trump can stop that, right? Uh, I think that this manifestation is way too powerful. I think that they've tried to make this biblical prophecy of an antichrist rising and, and a new world order for so long that the only way to beat it is to let it actually happen because you can't kill an enemy that doesn't exist. And if you, we don't let it manifest, then it will just keep not existing and keep fighting to get out. That's a good but point. But if you let it come out, right, yeah. it reveals itself and then it can be defeated. So if people really want to go to some to utopia, all right, let's let hell come through. And then and then you fight like hell and we get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the end we win. But the reality is like we have to we have to let darkness have its day. Yes. You know. And so it's a it's a part of like understanding that like having a long longer term perspective one and an understanding of like what the real war is and what the real war is about. Is the war about stopping them so this never happens so they keep trying it? Or is the stop war about letting it all flush out and then killing all of it? That makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, the man you have to let the manifestation happen to kill it. Yeah. And they've worked way longer than I've been alive to, you know, this has been ongoing for hundreds of years at least. For this manifestation correct correct so and this is kind of the time so period we haven't even talked we haven't even talked about or even got into politics so what are your what are your views on the trump situation then how would you look at that i know it's, I, you could probably saw theater i i'm all for that too but do you think it doesn't make sense how they're trying to just how it feels like he's in the way of the new world order do you believe sure. that and he, but he's also playing a role in an antagonist because he's keeping the American patriot at bay from actually lashing out, right? Facts. Because they're like, well, at least Trump's got our back, right? Trust the plan. And so, and yeah, and I mean, let's say Trump is, some people speculate he's a time traveler. Let's say that's true. And he's giving up, what I view is maybe he is giving us a chance to have a bit more freedom during this hell, if you will, than uh, otherwise we wouldn't have, which I can get on board with. That's fair. He seems like to be, he's given me a lot of options over the last years to be more free than I thought than I think somebody else would have. So I'll give him that and that kind of stuff. But, but, uh, um, I've thought this from for a while, but I don't see how twenty rolls around and he's alive. Like so it does appear that there was lots of voter fraud. Mm -hmm. You know, it just seems to be evident if you've been paying attention to all news sources. Right. And so if then he gets reinstated in some way, there's a bunch of riots it would and then he gets assassinated right and then pence takes over pence holds them at bay for a few years then pence gets assassinated or something right and then all of a sudden no we no longer have presidents anymore and now we are enveloped into the new world order so like 2022 right pence takes over for the next two years then pence dies america kind of falls the fiat currency falls and we we are forced into to aligning with canada and mexico and we create the north american empire to be a part of the planet of the under the international flag of planet earth the flag i told you about before we started right, that yeah. had to do with the flat earth but that's just to say that that also has to do with that that's right? the united nations flag isn't it 
Uh, well, so no. So there's the United Nations symbol, which is the AE flat earth map like that we were talking about. Uh-huh. It's the layout of that. But the, the international flag for planet Earth is a Genesis tree, essentially. It's a blue flag with a Genesis tree on it. You can look it up. It's been up there for years. They've had this. It's a, what is it called again? About, about the aliens. The international flag of planet Earth. International. And on that flag, in that pattern, that geometric pattern, if you take that and use it as ley lines, you can make, you can overlay those ley lines directly onto the AE projection flat Earth map. And you also, if you make those ley lines into a sphere, they they equate to the spherical Earth that has been presented. That's the so power clearly of there is a, a layers of deception and understanding here going on with these lines and and these little signatures that are left behind so is that's literally so that's the, kind the, of the, flag the flower that of life against the aliens did you find it yeah that's literally the flower of life i know you said that earlier but yeah wow yeah. <laughs> bro it'd really be right there it's like all right there it's all right there it's all there and that flag's been up for years but they just really never talk about it because the aliens aren't here yet as an enemy to combat and i'm sure what they'll do is they'll introduce the aliens nicely there'll be a big event and then slowly and then there'll be a war people will start warring about power and aliens and stuff like china and us and the and us having a civil war and there's kind of these multiple wars are going and then the aliens kind of turn bad and then everybody's got to come do you believe together. the aliens to be real or they don't have to be no. real okay yeah i believe that could there be different types of beings here that i'm not privy to potentially but i believe that it is a government created reality for control and fear it's just like the war on terror we need to you know you need to be afraid of this idea terror right which how can we ever fight that how can you ever win you can't yeah and so we need that you need to be uh, this war on this idea of aliens which mm. you know if, if the do let's say the energy lasers that did the fires in california are real the do laser weapons right yeah and that they obliterated homes and those are real because i feel like that's logical just looking on the evidence Same. in a sense because like i've never seen a fire just do that yeah you know and i've talked to firefighters and they're like I don't know how to, I can't explain this, you know, how a tree, this house is completely obliterated and this tree is not burnt. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Metal burning and stuff or steel yeah, burning. Exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know. But how hard would it be for them to put a craft or, a, you know, a mysterious looking thing above this little laser and make the laser shoot down and evaporate everything or whatever and then just call that aliens? Right? Yeah. Pretty simple in the in that sense. So. It's so easy to manipulate us, bro. Yeah. So easy to use magic on us. Yeah, we're conditioned. Well, the the, the biggest tool, the TV, the screens, Mm -hmm. the black cubes, the false false lights. That's the biggest deception. The portals. Biggest deception, bro. It's our biggest downfall. We could just put them things down for a little bit and see how they react. Ooh, (laughs) they'd be so mad. (laughs) They'd be so mad. (laughs) They need our data. People don't get that. Like, people are, are... like, bro, I still haven't you know, I, I know it doesn't matter, but I still even haven't updated my phone because I don't want the thing to read me with my mask on. Like, that's weird. Like, if people comply so easy, like, it's just, oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> my conspiracy and part friends. of this era of time is because um, we are in the 11th house, which is the Aquarian um, in both, but is about using this 
learning how to properly use this new technology and to use it as tools for ourselves rather than control mechanisms. Mm. So it's about us as sovereigns and individuals using this different style of technology and learning how to use it in a way that really enables us to be more spiritually minded than than to be controlled and fear-based. Facts. Uh, love always wins. They always start something with evil intentions, and love always runs and take, takes it a different way. The internet was supposed to be here to track us, but it also gave us information. And actually, it actually taught us the information they had, the knowledge they use, the esoteric knowledge that they use, and about astrology, numerology, all, this, all the same tools they use. It's a fair game now, guys. If you're not up to date, you're not keeping up with, the, with, with, the, with the, all this new information. Well, not even new, but this, like, it's not being suppressed anymore. And it is on certain levels, but you can, there's big communities now. You can go on, Twitter has this whole subcultures of communities, and you can find whatever you're into and find a big community that believes the same kind of stuff that you're into, and you can just expand your mind. You know, you don't have to wait till somebody tells you what to think. And that's what it is, bro. People are constantly Excellent. just waiting to, what's the news going to say next? Because that's my next move. No, that shouldn't be your next move. But what do I know? I'm just a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> bro thank you so much it's been amazing yeah. this conversation has been amazing uh mind blown uh the atomic science flat earth square earth numbers yeah, Darren, astrology so yeah with the flat square darren nesbitt flat square youtube it it's about a 40 minute video it says a new model of the earth it's a really informational it's just a great thing if you want to expand your mind and, and think about something different don't have to believe it. Don't have to anything. Just, just see what he says. See, see what his evidence is and his argument and where we're at, where he's at with it and all of that. So, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I hope to talk to you in the near future. If you're in Vegas, bro. We gotta link up eventually one day. Um, I'm trying to build a a, a community, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna utilize my platform like that, and you know, I'm 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 making my little. My little, I'm, I'm getting my you know, people to meet up with and everywhere and everywhere around the, the country. That's where I'm with it. You know, you never know, man. Gotcha. I might need you in the future. You never know. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll be <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Where can they follow you at? Uh, just on Instagram. I, I have a couple accounts. Cly Warren. It's K-L-E-Y uh, W-A-R-R-E-N. Cly Warren. And then if you go to that one, I've got uh, two others that are kind of like affirmation writing and I uh, run a little light business and then or on Twitter at uh, C Cly Warren. It's C K L E Y W A R R E N Cly Warren. That's just my name. That's me. So send me all the everything you want me to link link from you, like your Twitter, Instagram, and then the other page that you have for your for your business. And I'll put that all in the description so they can okay. just click and follow you. Please follow this guy because this is a very interesting conversation. It's probably one of my favorite episodes. I ain't gonna lie. This was this is very good. I was very intrigued Fire. and I was mind blown more. I love I love conspiracy, bro. I just be like, yo, yo, yo. I can't wait to get off this and go tell somebody like, yo, man, you're not gonna believe who I just had a conversation with. This shit is a square. <laughs> I appreciate cool, yeah. you, man. Well, thanks and uh, take care for sure. Appreciate you, man. Stay safe. Peace. Have a nice one. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. I'm so happy we didn't even bring up COVID. COVID didn't even come up. Actually, I, I'm lying. I, that's the first thing I talked about when this episode started. <laughs> but, man, I really appreciate my guests. Yo, conspiracy going up. I'm mind-blowing every episode now. 
Like he said, I'm a teacher, but a student at the same time. And I'm learning from all these other teachers. And I'm teaching y'all at the same time, man. Learn, Grow with me. Grow with me, guys. Utilize this information. And like I said, belief. Well, that's not, not my quote. But like I said in the prior episode, belief is the enemy of knowing. Just know about this shit. Just know about this. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to be all into it. No. Just have fun. Stop looking at the news. Why, why look at news and get upset with all the BS? The proper Why do that to yourself when you can be looking up new information that you've never came across that's actually better for you? That's actually going to make you feel powerful when you come across astrology and realizing the sign that you are and how to utilize that energy and figuring out your life path number and just figuring out your birth chart. This shit is amazing when you can, when you can the information you can find out. Like this whole this whole Taurus field thing. And if you if you've been keeping up with the episodes, it kinda they all trickle down, they all connect within each other. You have to listen. Listen. I don't care about the video. I'm, I just want to give you guys audio right now. Overly blown podcast will be back eventually. And y'all can have the videos and all that fun. But Chris is gonna stay discreet and audio based because you guys have to just get the message get the message take some shrooms and listen to conspiracy and on that note i'm out of here i'll see you guys next week shout out to everyone i love you guys conspiracy okay grab your folders in your bags it's the end of class good looking chris x matt we'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting see you right in the next show and Grab your folders in your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And-